0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Global Polymer Conversations. In this series, we'll discuss the polymer markets and global fundamentals. My name is Muhammad Fadil, and I'm the VP of Petrochemicals at Argus. And with me today for this episode is Chuck Venesia, Argus Global Head of Petrochemicals. Global Polymer Conversations is brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information
1: chuck welcome to the series thank you for having me fadu
0: chuck let's kick off with recent events in the americas petrochemical plants in the u.s were impacted by the recent hurricane laura can you share with us the production situation now
1: surely um, a a number of plants over on the louisiana texas border near lake charles uh, are still struggling to recover Uh, What's going on largely is there's a lack of power from outside sources and there were nine large industrial power lines damaged. One has already come up, uh, but the other eight are still pending. And those are really critical in terms of supplying things like industrial gases and pipeline access to a number of the plants. So even though the plants themselves were largely spared damage from wind or from flooding, Uh, the outside utilities are still uh, somewhat compromised. There's that, and then there's also the aspect around um, the human impact. Uh, A lot of the plants' uh, workers, their homes, their vehicles, were not so lucky, were not so spared. There was a lot of devastating damage. The wind that came through the Lake Charles area was the strongest to hit that area in well over 100 years. And so there still is the ongoing human impact there. But um, although there are a couple of force majeures from plants like Westlake, we we do expect those to be back on stream uh, sometime in early October. There is also now somewhat of breaking news uh, an emerging storm that's expected to hit Eastern Louisiana tonight or early tomorrow. And that storm is called Sally. It's expected to hit down near the New Orleans area and then move up along the Mississippi River, which could impact some of the plants that are along the lower Mississippi River. Um, Not so much with strong wind, because this isn't as strong of a storm in terms of wind or storm surge, but it will be slower moving and there could be flooding damage along those areas. So that's something to definitely keep an eye out for is how uh, the, the plants along the lower Mississippi River are impacted by this storm. Thank you, Chuck. And on the topic of disruption, we are
0: now more than six months into COVID-19. How has the pandemic impacted the olefins and P PNPP markets?
1: Yeah, it's an ongoing impact, of course. Um, globally, there have been disruptions to supply chains to downstream demand. This has largely been written about. Um, We've largely overcome the operational difficulties, putting in proper work uh, and safety measures at at plant locations and things like that. Um, But there has been lingering impacts on demand, particularly if we look at automotive. Automotive segments expected to be down 20 million units or a little over 20% downturn in demand. Um, We're starting to see a little bit of improvement of of demand in India and in uh, China, but in other areas of the world, it's really around the production of automobiles that's uh, and the supply chain leading into the automobile segment that still remains somewhat constrained and broken. Um, other areas of demand have actually provided um, some unexpectedly good news for the polymer segment, particularly around single-use packaging, as more and more use of, of takeaway single packages, bags, and, and packaging from restaurants and grocery stores. Uh, there's an emergent uh, segment in interest around hygiene, of course. So wrapping of foods um, and more single-use type packages. Certainly the, the PPEs have helped the polypropylene uh, market, with, uh, particularly around polypropylene fiber. And uh, the construction segment is also starting to emerge in certain markets. And we're seeing this with very high um, PVC prices and stronger demand for things like the, the polyethylene pipe segment. But that tends to be more market by market. We're seeing the stronger demand emerge, for instance, in, in China. Um, Brazil is just starting to improve in the construction segment. Uh, and the US, with low interest rates, we're seeing fairly strong demand, too, along the housing segment. But again, all of these are somewhat constrained still by um, inefficient uh, supply chains, the supply chains remaining challenged by, by COVID. That's good insights, Chuck. Um,
0: What is your outlook for the rest of 2020?
1: As I mentioned in the earlier comments, a lot of the stronger demand has been around, you know, emergent segments of demand or uh, broken supply chains. And so some of the higher prices and higher margins that we've seen have really been around uh, the phenomenon of restocking or repositioning, redeveloping supply chains. We expect that that will largely end by the fourth quarter. And as plants become more operational, um, we do expect things to come into balance and in in the case of polyethylene in particular, even to move to a longer state. Um, We expect US exports to ramp up in the fourth quarter with two new plants coming on of of LDPE. And then, as I mentioned earlier, expecting no further damage from storms or things like that, that the US will be exporting some of its ethylene advantage once again. And we do see out of Asia, um, this restocking phenomenon largely to end around Golden Week in China, which is coming up in early October. That's another event to watch as well, how Chinese demand emerges from Golden after the Golden Week holiday. Uh, India, um, India had also largely shut down due to COVID, and, and there was a breakdown in demand there as expected and as seen in other markets. But to the extent that India restarts as well, We will see some draw from India and other markets in Southeast Asia. Uh, But largely, we do see as things start to normalize, we're already six months in, we're starting to live with COVID, businesses are starting to adjust to COVID. Now that uh, supply-demand situation where we were moving into the part of the business cycle where we would see um, longer supply side, um, more constrained margins, we expect a return to that here in the fourth quarter.
0: Sure, Chuck. Um, and if I can put you a bit on the spot, are you optimistic for 2021?
1: I am. It, again, it's very difficult to say how things emerge and continue to emerge from COVID. Uh, there are very positive uh, signs from the vaccine trials that we're seeing. And to the extent we do see a return to travel or a return to normality with people returning to offices, returning to schools. Uh, There will be largely some pent-up demand from other segments. I've mentioned automotive already. Durable goods have also been relatively positive, but again, with constrained supply chains, that bodes well for things like polystyrene and polypropylene to the extent that uh, the automotive and durable goods segments uh, emerge. But one thing to watch out for, of course, is uh, if there is any kind of setback, uh, what does that do to overall market sentiment? and overall demand with unemployment uh, potentially emerging again. But uh, overall, we are fairly optimistic. The other thing uh, that's happening too, or a result out of COVID, a lot of the new projects and overbuild, if you will, on the supply side that we saw coming, um, many of those projects have been delayed or slowed down and re-examined. And so some of this new ramp up of capacity will come on or will come on more responsibly. And so it'll have less of a market impact and so we, we should see somewhat of a soft landing and then a gradual takeoff on an aggregated basis with some segments, as I mentioned earlier, um, improving quite well. And then others uh, much more modestly. But overall, for 2021, we do see uh, some more optimism after a rather difficult fourth quarter of, of 2020.
0: On that note, I wanted to say that Argus has also launched the new global P and PP reports on September 4th. This is truly a landmark achievement for Argus. The team has worked very hard. Can you give us more details on this exciting new service?
1: Yeah, really, when we were conceiving the new development of these services, we're looking at polyethylene and polypropylene increasingly becoming truly global markets, uh, where product uh, supply chains were set up to move to markets that had the, the best returns. And so it's really important to have an understanding and a full holistic picture of global supply, global demand, global market market opportunities, instead of uh, discontinuous regions, region by region analyses. And so, what we were looking for was more of an integrated report, which goes from Argus's really robust feedstock coverage, through to monomers like ethylene and propylene, and then into polymers and end use segments, to give the reader to uh, and the analyst a really holistic, complete view. Of where there are emerging arbitrage opportunities uh, or uh, market dynamics that may impact uh, the current situation as far as um, what we like to call price formation. So what's going on in the upstream, what's going on in the feedstocks and the monomers, which could be a a very important bellwether as to the future direction of polymer prices, both regionally and globally. And so with our coverage, not only are we looking at US Gulf or Northeast Asia or Europe, Europe, but we've got um, very distinct um, and robust coverage of Turkey, the second largest polymer demand market after China. We've got uh, a number of assessments in Southeast Asia, including countries like Vietnam. Um, And then we'll be adding coverage uh, for the CIS and, and Africa. We've also got a separate section We've got a reporter starting today, as a matter of fact, to cover the Latin American polymers market. So the Latin America section will be broken out as well as Latin America becomes a key destination for polymer producers. We've heard of of polymer shipments, not only from Northeast Asia and the US, but even from as far away as India, moving into South America. So it's truly becoming emerging as a global market, and we just feel that the industry needed a, a complete, uh, deep, global view of what's going on and, and so they can make more informed business decisions going forward. Thank you very much. Uh, we have to draw to a close
0: now. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to tune in for other episodes in our series, Global Polymer Conversations. For more information on Argus petrochemical product coverage, please visit argusmedia.com slash petrochemicals.